0: Hello my people, welcome to the ISO podcast. We're here, we finally did it. After weeks of deliberation, weeks of planning, thinking this shit through, we're finally here. And I just wanted to say before we even started, the support has been overwhelming. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much, you know, for pushing me to really go through this shit. I really hope you guys enjoy it man. But um the pod episode one man, we're here. Let me just um give you a like a brief like purpose of the pod. Basically does love football in it. I can talk about it all day, all night With anyone My girl hates it, but it's just who I am and it, You know what I'm saying So the pod for me, this isn't even about Going clear, being the biggest pod out there Bruv, this is literally just about me Talking about football, you know, having a good time My creative outlet And interacting with some of my followers um, For you guys, I just want this to be a pod That you guys can just slap on On your way to work Or while you're at work Or when you're cleaning at home or you're just chilling with a cuppa, something like that. Just some some light listening, uh, a couple of jokes, but some some real analysis on the game isn't it? and giving my opinions and my takes on on football in it. But um, here's my idea. This is my plan for this podcast. I'm gonna review some of this weekend's games. The United game just finished full time. I'm gonna get into that. Boy, a couple of scrubs in there, but I'm going to save that for later. Um, gonna do cheeky Champions League predictions as well. Considering that those games are gonna come up in the next few days. I'm sure. I mean I've even been asked um in the QA section about about my Champions League prediction So I'm gonna give you a whole segment on that. And then I'm gonna do a Q&A. You guys sent in loads of questions, I think like sixty plus questions. So I'm gonna try to answer those. I probably won't be able to answer all of them, but I might um, run it over to next week. And um future plans for the pod. Um I think next week I've got a special guest lined up, gonna try to do a little something with that. Um, and you guys, I'm open to having a co-host on the pod permanently as well But you guys gotta let me know that, that that decision is in you lot's hands Just hit me up on the DM if you think I should do it solo Or if I should do it with um a co-host, it? Alright, let's start this shit off, man Listen, Barclays is back The Premier League is back, finally, man After, like, two weeks off Man, ain't nothing like it I think last week, man phew, That was a rough week. International football. Listen, I don't care what you heard. International football does not slap. It stinks. Unless it's the World Cup or Euros, maybe a copper. Not really, but maybe. I don't want to hear it. All these Nations League, Euro qualifiers. Listen, they're necessary, but they are so dead. They don't bang. Bruv, last week... I watched the game. What game was it? Bruv. I watched Norway versus Turkey. I was down horrendous. I was down so bad last week. Norway versus Turkey, bro. The most random game ever. can like, man, got a shout out, Turkey. They did their thing. I think they won like 3-0 or something. Boy. And I think they slapped um, Holland the game before as well. Listen, I don't even know if they're going to the Euros, but... They don't look like a team that's just going to sit down and roll over for a big nation. They look like a serious, serious squad, bro. And Haaland, he was looking a bit spooky. That's my guy, but he was looking a bit spooky in that game. Mm, might have to get back to that later in the Q&As. I know you guys been talking about him. But um, nah, man, I was down bad last week. And listen, Barclays came back in the most Barclays way ever. 5-2 West Brom. What the fuck? Big Sam, five goals. Samba Footy. I could not believe what I was seeing. Listen, Thomas Tuchel, his time at Chelsea, it's not been chaotic. It's measured possession, lot of the ball, bit boring at times, but get the job done. So I was seeing this as mm, calm. Chelsea, lunchtime kickoff, West Brom, man give them a 2-0. Jorginho Penn. Maybe, uh, I was about to say Werner, let me just... Who hmm. even scores for them? Oh, man, I'm struggling But I call. Right, cool. Man, I give him a 1-0. Jorginho Penn, something like that. But something real comfy. You're telling me that West Brom scored five? Listen, I've been rating Mateus Pereira from championship days. I knew there was a player in there. I don't think his transition into Premier Footy was immediate. I think he was struggling with the intensity a bit. But that was a clinic. A clinic at the bridge. I couldn't believe it. Two goals, two assists. Wow. De and Robinson. Callum Robinson. Bruv, what is it about Chelsea? It just doesn't make sense. It's like he's just got their number. Thiago Silva versus West Brom. That's a write-off. First game, slip. Um, Bloody error leading to goal. I think it was like the first five minutes. Um, on the weekend, this weekend, yellow in the first five, off by 30. I don't know what it is. Listen, I rate silver. But Westbourne, I think just got to keep him on the bench for that one still. Lazoo Mounts. Hey, man, don't believe the hype on that guy. Boy. Listen, top three shouts early in the year. There was always going to be a bit premature. They're looking a bit funny right now. I would even say that Rudiger has probably been Chelsea's best centre-back this season. Definitely since um, Tuchel's come in. Christensen, yeah, he's been alright. He's been good now. Credit where it's he's, he's been good. I still take Rudiger over Christensen. Just a bit of added steel. Zuma. Hey, hey, hey. Boy, he was looking shoddy for that first Pereira goal. Let him run. I mean, he's alright. I mean, he'll make the front squad. But... I think Chelsea he might have to target a centre-back. One that can play in a four as well. Well, one that can play in the three, but can play in the four. You know how Chelsea are, listen, Tuchel, this time next year, he's probably is not even going to be there anyway. So I think it's important. They get ver- really versatile players. I think in Sarri's reign, he picked up players that suit his specific idea of football, like Jorginho, right? But I'm not going to say... That Jorginho is the most versatile midfielder you can get out there. He's definitely not. He suits Sari Ball. He didn't really suit it in the Prem. He, su- he suited it in Serie A. And then Frank's come. Obviously, that's not a good fit. Chukul's come. He's been better. But I think this weekend, they miss Kante. They miss Mount for the first half and they miss Kante. I believe they're two best midfielders. Probably they're two best players. Um, Jovicic, you know, Kovacic and Jorginho, you can't trust him, man. You can't trust that pivot. I'm sorry. There's no way West Brom should come to the bridge and score five goals. Five goals, brother. Just saying it, I can't believe. I can't believe what I'm saying. Five goals. Something's up with the pivot. I'm even seeing guys saying that um, Kovacic dropped like eight out of ten, nine out of ten. I'm telling you guys, listen. Kovacic is a smart boy. If you have aesthetics... In this sport, you can go far. If you can get out of a tight space with a nice dribble, do a nice turn, bit of press resistance, just carry it a bit, man are going to rate you. You're going to have fans. You're going to have a fan base. People are going to literally ride out for you on apps like Twitter. I don't know what it is. That guy's got so many faults in this game. Terrible final ball. Lack of end product. Okay, cool. You can say that there's more to being a midfielder than end product. That's right. But this guy's a defensive liability as well. So what is he really excelling at? He's a brilliant dribbler. But there's more to football than just dribbling. There's clips. You can find countless of clips since he's been at Chelsea. Even some from Madrid of him losing his man in the middle of the park. He lost his man. I think he lost Robinson for the third goal. For Robinson's first goal on the weekend. He, I think he lost last, last, um, yeah, last season. Uh, Van der Beek. He let that bloody scrub Van der Beek score, let him run in the box, not being marked, not tracked at all. Listen man, Kovacic has just clearly got big faults in this game. I think he's a tidy player, I understand why people like him. But I do have said I think he's quite overrated. Jorginho, I don't even really have to speak about that guy, like I mean, come on. What was I I wasn't expecting anything else, do you know what I mean? From from his performance. I mean he did make a few mistakes, like big, big mistakes. He hasn't really been doing that too tough recently, but I mean, I've been watching him since he came to the Prem, And I think only a handful of games I thought, oh, okay, metronome, whatever, you know, like he's running it and that, fair enough. But he's just not made for this league, and you know, I'm not even trying to take it away from him and say he's a terrible player or whatnot. I could say those things, but at the end of the day, some players are just not meant for the Prem, and I don't think he's one of those players. I think he's just got to get his ass back to Serie A, his comfort zone. And just fool a bunch of people into thinking he's world-class or whatever. Innit? But Chelsea, man, Chelsea were disappointing. And, um, I mean, there's a lot of noise now I'm seeing. I'm hearing that bloody uh, Kepper and Rudiger have had beef today. Not going to lie, Kepa probably had that one coming still. He's been abysmal. Worst signing ever, to be honest. Up there with Hazard for Madrid. Um, let's see how Tomo- Thomas Tuchel's guys react, innit? Let's see how they react to this. I've still got to make my top four. People saying that they're not going to make top four. They're going to collapse and that. You know what? They might. But the problem is, who's really getting it if it's not them? The quality of teams this year has been shocking. I generally believe there's like one or two good teams. City, that's just whatever. and We know what they're on. Leicester have been very impressive for some parts, but they're still massively flawed. United are not good. Right? I'm a United fan. We're not good. We're the best out of the worst teams. Alright, that's why we're second, okay? Don't don't get fooled into thinking that we're a good football team, alright? Chelsea. I think Chelsea has been decent under Tuchel, man. Not pretty, but just got it done. I think they'll get over the line and they'll get top four. Um, I think Leicester will get third as well. i got belief in them. But that game was interesting, man. It was a great game. It was more than interesting, you know. That's an understatement. Barclays came back in Barclays fashion, man. That's what it's all about, right? Seven goals, West Brom scoring five. Right, I still can't even believe it. But yeah, man. Um, game two. Listen, man was gonna review City versus Leicester. But you know what, City are too good in it? City are just so good, I don't even want to talk about it, man. It just makes me sad. Like, yeah, De Bruyne, Marez, Jesus, you know, Diaz, I get it. I get it man, you got world-class players, we get it, man. 50 mil backup left back Mendy chops, whips it on his right, weak foot. Listen, this is a juggernaut. If they don't win the Champions League this year, man, Pep Pep might be under surveillance. I rate Pep man, but come on, you gotta win the Champions League with that team. I think that the quality across Europe is pretty low right now. I'm not buying into this buying Munich hype. I'm sorry, I'm not on that hype train. PSG, they've been looking average on the quite a few um, times I've seen them. Who else is really challenging City, man? City got to go all out and win the Champions League this year, man. And I think this is their best time. If they don't do it to this year, I want to say they'll never do it, but they'll probably just drop 200 mil on bloody Haaland next year and just go again, in it. That's how they run, but, you know, i man got to give them credit, in it. I'm a United fan, but i got to give them credit. But I ain't even going to bother with that game. I'm going to talk about Liverpool versus Arsenal. Two hobos fighting, basically. I think the domestic campaign, I ain't even got to say it, but it's been abysmal for both sides. It's a write-off. It's a complete write-off. The Premier League, for, for Liverpool and for Arsenal, it's a complete write-off. It doesn't even matter anymore, innit? Liverpool, they're talking about maybe top four. Listen, don't even bother, mate. Just worry about the Champions League. You've got a better chance of getting winning the Champions League than getting top four, in my opinion. Arsenal, boy, it's just been horrendous, but it doesn't matter, they've got Europa, they can still get their Champions League football if they just pattern up and win Europa, I don't think they'll win Europa, but I'm definitely not going to rule Arteta out, Arteta, he for me is a cup manager, he sets up well, he's obviously a tactical guy, I'm not going to call him a genius or anything like that, I'm not believing any of that But I mean, the FA Cup, people wrote him off last year, but he came and he done the business, so I gotta respect that. And he's good against big teams. He was terrible this weekend, but usually Arsenal are decent against big teams. So if Arsenal win the Europa, I'm not gonna be surprised, man. Quality of that lead of that um cup is shocking, anyway. Um, If United don't win that, Oli, mean you gonna have to have a chat, mate. But I mean, Arsenal now, man. Arsenal might win that, but this game on the weekend, I mean. I thought it was real lack of quality until certain someone came on. Diogo Jota, he's the man, innit? He's the man for Liverpool, he's been the man this year. I know Salah's got the most goals in the Prem, but Jota has been out for months. I think if Jota's not out, he might be right up there with Salah, man. He's just too clinical. He's inevitable. When I seen Jota warming up on the side, I thought, yeah, I fancy him to get a goal, you know. Donny comes off the pitch full-time with two goals. Headers, I don't know what's up with this guy. He's turning to CR7. He's better than CR7 right it's Though that, It's that deep, bro. He's just scoring headers every game. He's done it for Portugal, and he's done it again at the Emirates. I'm looking at him like he's undroppable. Mane is probably in the worst form he's been in in a Liverpool shirt. Firmino, that's just a whole write-off. I think that guy's finished, to be honest. I think he had a world-class season in 2018. I think in 2019 he was all right. I am um, getting, I get the whole, you know, he's the system, like, back then I was like, okay, yeah, but he was poor last year, even though they won the title, and he's been poor this year, he's had a few moments of quality, because he's a quality player, but overall, I don't think you can count on him, he doesn't look like a golfer at all, and then you've got Jota here, he's just looking like a buzz, like a live wire, like, he just looks like he's always going to score every time he gets the ball, like, it's crazy, isn't it? he is undroppable right now. And they got a massive game midweek. I'm a preview it. they got a massive, massive game Madrid away. How the hell is Klopp going to bench Jota? He can't. He has to start Jota. You know, maybe if they do a four-two-three-one. one I don't think that their midfielders are really suited f- for that. Even though Thiago has played that. I, f- I think he struggled. But, I mean, Champions League, slower pace against a team like Madrid. They could probably get away with it. A Fabinho, uh, Thiago, Pivot have Firmino in the 10, but Jota's got to start, he has to start, man, he's their new talisman, they don't have to go and drop 100 mil on another wide forward, they've got one right there, ready, ready, he's ready, give him the keys, man, him and Salah, they're going to do damage for a while, if Salah stays, they're going to do damage, man, Um, Mane, let's see what happens with Mane, I think, I don't even think that it's a bad patch of form, I do think that he doesn't look the same, I think. He, I mean, he's always, you know, he's, he's strong, he's, he's active, he's pressing high. He's that guy, but in front of goal, he's just a nightmare right now. Maybe it's a confidence thing, but he snatches at every chance. I'm a fan of Mane, man. Um, I think at the start of the season, I was saying he was top five in the world, not even just the Prem. He's definitely not been top five in the world this year. I don't think he's been top five in the Prem. He's been pretty poor, man, for his standards, the standards that he set. Um, I wouldn't say that Liverpool should get rid of him. To be honest, I think if anyone goes, it will be Salah. But he's going to have to fix up, man. And Jota, I think Jota might give him a kick up the backside and make him realise, oh, you know what, we've got a player here. Klopp might fancy the Firmino ting at the nine still. Jota, he's coming for that left wing. So I think, he'll, I think he'll be back. Um, Liverpool will be back, man. Liverpool will be back. Listen, Van Dijk, he got crunched against Everton. He got crunched. When he was walking off, I was seeing guys on the timeline saying, Liverpool season over, or um, retaining the title, it's not not happening, we're not winning it again, we're not going back to back, I was thinking, stop overreacting, chill out, I mean, I didn't think he'd be out the whole season, I thought he'd be out a couple months I thought they just have to steady the ship. January, they'll be all right. They'll be in the mix. They were in the mix, actually, in January, but I thought that they'd just go on to win it. I didn't expect Pep's City team to go crazy like they did with Gundogan and whatnot. But I wasn't worried for Liverpool, man. And then, okay, few more people start going down. Gomez, um, I think Hendo went down a bit later, but okay, cool. They've obviously had an injury crisis. Alisson as well. they got to play Adrian. When you're playing with Adrian in goal, you're basically playing with no keeper anyway. Playing 1-0 down. So it's like, okay, okay, okay. Maybe, maybe they'll find it hard. But no way did I think that they would be in the position they're at come April. No way in hell. Right. It's been a write-off. It's been terrible. But you know what? They've still got the Champions League to play for. And I think they're back next year. Listen, Van Dijk comes back. Even if Van Dijk is 50% of what he was before the injury, he's still top three centre-backs in the league Minimum, probably still number one, right? He's the best defender in the world. Listen, I know you see the fail comps, you might even see me dropping a little slander in there now and then. The guy's unreal. And when he comes back, that's just going to lift the squad, it's going to lift the team. They're going to be able to play higher. Listen, they're going to be good, man. They're going to be good. Um, Cabac looks all right as well. I think you probably take a punt on him, cheeky 15 mil. Why not? Talking about Kanate coming back, hey, they might be stacked, they might be stacked next year, you know, at the back. And they need to be because, I mean, obviously, Phillips, I rate him. But obviously, Liverpool don't want Phillips there long-term, starting every game. You know what I mean? Big Champions League games, big Prem deciders. But, nah, next year, I think they'll be back, man. I think they'll be back. um So, yeah, I think um, Arsenal, on the other hand, that was just a poor performance all-round. I don't think there's any real standout player that I can highlight and say, you know what, he had a really good game. He did the best that he could do. You know, the team let him down. I think their best player was probably Thomas Party. But I'm not I mean I'd give him like a seven maybe a six point five. I think he had a good first half, but I think he faded out um towards the end. But you know, I'm not gonna blame him, I'm not gonna blame him for the result, definitely not. The whole team was poor. My man bloody was it, Travis Scott, a young on the wing, zero out of ten, what else? Been that way this whole year. Gabriel, poor performance from him. You know, I banned him, hairline, whatever. But that was poor, man. Straight up, agenda, agenda out the window. That was a poor performance, and it was a poor end to the game. He's young. He'll be back. But man, that was terrible. That was just shocking. I think I was looking at Arsenal. I was just thinking, like, are you guys scared? Like, I know Liverpool. You know, they got a mad rep. They got great players. But come on, man, get at them. Try and win this game, man. You had the Emirates, for God's sake. Do you know what Wenger done in the Emirates, bruv? Do you know what Wenger built here, bruv? Football philosophy, playing it, you know, quick thing, passing about. It was poor, man. It was poor. And Arteta, man, I don't know, man. Listen, Arteta might be the most polarising manager in the traditional top six right now you got some Arsenal fans telling me he's the truth, the real deal. You know, he's taking them to the top, no doubt. Then you got other ones telling me, ah, oh, he's got to go. He's terrible. And you listen, you look at the league, you look at their position, and I think they've got 11 League Ls. I'm going to say 11. I don't want it to be 12. If I get off and I look at it and it's 12, I'll tell you, you got to go, mate. But... I don't know how you can have 11 or 12 league Ls and say, oh, yeah, like, he's the man. Personally, for me, and listen, I'm not an Arsenal fan, so I'm I'm not going to pretend I know the club, in and out, whatever. But surely you're going to have doubts if you're having so many Ls. You know what? I know the squad. They've got holes in the squad. They need some, they need a 10, permanent 10. Let's see if Odegaard's that guy. They need, man, they need everything. They need centre backs, they need a new striker, they need everything, they need a pivot player next to a party. I'm not convinced by Jacka still. I think he's a good squad player, but I mean when we're talking about you know getting back to the top, they need a whole load of players, man. And the thing with Arsenal, you know what people might get on to me about this. This is my opinion. Arsenal don't have the same funds as the teams that are where they want to be. And so by that I mean City. I guess United, if we're going by league table, United, Chelsea, right? Those are the three financial big boys, right? I don't think any big player is looking at Arsenal and saying, yeah, I'm going to go there instead of the two Manchester clubs or Chelsea at this moment in time. There's loads of factors. I think wages, but I think the big thing is that Arsenal can't promise Champions League football and they can't promise consistent Champions League, they haven't been in a competition for like four years, right? I think that Arsenal should adopt Borussia Dortmund's business model, right? Which is, you sign that player, you kind of take a punt, but it's a calculated guess, and you sign them right before the explosion. So I think the most obvious one recently has been Haaland. You know, when they signed him... Nobody really thought he was going to explode the way that he did. I mean, people definitely thought, you know, this is a good player, this is a great signing, 17 mil. It was a no-brainer to an extent. But no, you can't tell me now that people are going to come back and say a few months later, well, this guy might be top three CFs in the world. I'm not believing it. If that's what you think, I'm not believing it. I think United were in for him. United still had doubts. I know loads of United fans were saying, oh, Martial's better than him, blah, blah, blah. Those takes are looking real spooky now. But listen, let's just say, Haaland was definitely not the finished article, right? And the jury was still out and whether he could do it, you know, in a big league. I wanna, pff, Bundesliga, man, I call it a big league, in you know, whatever. But Champions League as well. I know he'd done it for Salzburg, but it's different when you're at a big club. It's different, right? Dortmund signed him. For 17 mil And they're about to drop him off somewhere One of Europe's elite For upwards of 120 mil They're doing it right And I think there's gems there right now That Arsenal should be looking at And could get I'm going to throw a name out there Listen Arsenal fans Get back to me on this one I think you need a centre forward I'm thinking a centre forward That's shown me Ability And potential But hasn't yet exploded Isn't the finished article yet But as a transfer target He's it's realistic, and you could definitely get him. I am to say, Alexander Isak for Sociedad. I think what I've seen from him, his hold-up play, his link-up play, is brilliant. His build is brilliant. He's tall. He's got a good frame. He's pretty fast. Um, against United, he was getting in between uh, Maguire and Bailly. Um finishing. I've seen him. I've seen him have some good games. I'm not going to pretend that man watches Sociedad every every week. But I've seen him have some good finishes, man. I'm not going to say that he's the finish article, but I don't think Arsenal are in a position right now where they can sign that finish article that sends them over the top. I think they have to take a calculated risk on some of these up-and-coming players and hope that they come out and they become... Excuse me, they become stars. And I think... I think Isaac... I'm putting him there. I think that he's a player you should go for. Why not? He's only going to cost like 20 mil something like that. I mean... That's, that's my opinion anyway, that's my prediction Um, You guys get back to me on that one But um, nah man, Arsenal, they got to improve from that You can't be putting that performance out of the Emirates I think Arteta's been lucky that, that he's not had fans to deal with I think if fans are in the in the stadium from the start Especially when they're losing 3-0 to Villa 1-0 to Burnley pff, That pressure might have got too much I don't know, he might not even be here no more, you know the fans at, at um, the Emirates Whoa When they turn on you They turn on you, boy Just ask Jacko, man Had jacka throwing the bloody captains The top and that The armband or whatever Putting his hands in the air Telling people to shut up and that Like that That Emirates crowd could be brutal, man But they demand more They should, bro If they're Arsenal, him, I feel like people forget, like Growing up, Arsenal were one of those teams Early 2000s They were one of the best teams in the world And now what is it, like 8th, 9th, 10th, like, come on, man, you can't be doing that, listen, Arsenal fans, don't settle, don't settle, you're better than this, man, you're better than this, let's see if Arteta's the guy, but next year, if nothing's really changed from this season, you're still talking about 10 league L's and that, come on, man, man, just gotta, just scrap it and just do a whole new project, right? and I think there's gonna have to be a lot of outgoings in summer as well, but yeah, man, let's see how that, that pans out. I'm going to get some Arsenal fans on the pod as well. Interesting to see what their opinion is on Arteta. Um, A couple of you guys have already asked to come on, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to sort that thing out as well. Um, Let me just have a sip of that. Um, I'm going to review the last game. The game that just finished a couple hours ago. Uh, United, Brighton. Boy, United, eh? Funny club. Very, very funny club First half You've seen a team That are playing with purpose Players know what they're doing They're moving around The ball's being zipped about But hold on It's not United It's Brighton FC It's Potter's Brighton boys They've come To Old Trafford And have looked like the team in second place United just looked like a bunch of strangers. No cohesiveness. No plan. No identity. Bruno just banging it from thirty yards. Just hitting it wayward. Over hitting passes. Pogba touch looking loose, looking like he's still got COVID. Rashford just looking injured. Just Cavani, bro, was that guy even playing today? I don't even know if that guy was playing. What was his heat map? How many touches did that guy get? If that guy got more than fifteen touches, I will be shocked. It was poor. It was poor all around. Wembasak, I don't even even have to speak about that guy, man. At a back post again. Are we surprised? No. Welbeck come. Revenge game. He's got his goal. Hendo pulled off a brilliant save at the start, but then Welbeck's got the uh, the rebound from point blank range. So we go in half time 1 0 down. And I'm thinking, where's this goal coming from? Um, I definitely didn't think it was going to come from Greenwood. The winner, at least. I think he's just. Been on a run, I think he's been hitting the post every game. Like proper, proper um bad luck from him. I think he hit the post against West Ham a couple times. He even hit the post before he scored today. And um but I mean he got that goal. He got that strikers goal man. He got that in the box, fox in the box finish that we've all been wanting from him. You know, two two league goals in April. It's not it's not good enough. Especially when you drop ten in your debut season, you're looking like a superstar. People are talking about who needs Sancho. I mean, I think he's just suffering from that second season syndrome, where the defense, the defenses of other teams, they've kind of realized, okay, we can't let this this young boy shoot. He's a shooter. They know what he's on, and he's struggled to adapt. I think that even when he was banging them in, there were still questions about his general play. I didn't never, I never thought. That he was a perfect fit For um, uh, Right wing I always thought that His future was as a striker And I mean Martial He was playing He was in the form of his life Last year So I mean I couldn't even blame Oli for Playing him on the right But I think that Greenwood has deserved To play up front This year Martial That guy what, Has he been injured All year what? I, don't, I just don't know What this guy's on Four league goals He's been shocking bruv. He's been shocking like that. There's no excuse for that Covani he's just washed in it. He's clearly washed. He's got a few goals. Thanks for the Southampton comeback, but he's talking about going Boca Juniors, bro. Goodbye, bro. Like he just doesn't fit the project. He's an old ass man. The the project we're on the come up. We're a young team, youthful, full of energy. Like this guy is on the present thing, but he's just not. He's clearly washed, man. Like his touch today, the way he's, pos- he's possible he's possibly pulled out of play, bro. Like this, like this is the nine for United. You know what, like. He's, he's been a bad boy his whole career. He's been a shooter at Napoli, PSG. He's been that guy. But he's not that guy anymore. Listen, I said couple couple years ago, normalise accepting that a player is washed. When you accept that a player is washed, things become a whole lot easier. Right? I think Cavani dropped a couple goals, couple, uh, that brace against Southampton... I think he scored again, like scored against Everton. Like, what were people thinking? Were people thinking that Kofani was about to drop 20 league goals or something? Like, people are getting onto him, like, oh, he's a flopping that. Like, come on, what what did you really expect from Kofani when he came? I was not expecting. I think he's got like seven goals. I wasn't even expecting seven goals. I thought it was going to be a foul counting, but I think. There was a period where he was a bit gassed. I think it was near that, that Southampton bit when he was scoring goals and that. He was getting a bit gassed and that thought maybe he could run it back. I think it's a bit obvious he can't run it back. If he's leaving in summer, okay, I'm, that's no objections from me, it. I mean, i got to respect what he's done. I'm, I'm not even saying I dislike him. I don't dislike him or nothing, but he's clearly not that guy. I think Greenwood's clearly shown that he's the most capable number nine for United right now. And I don't even think that he's ready I don't think he's ready to start as the number 9 for United across 38 games. But we're down bad, man. We're going to have to do it, bro. When you're telling me that the next option is Martial and Cavani, then Greenwood's got to start. He's got to start on um, in the middle. And I think he has shown that he's better in the middle. I think this goal has shown he's got those strikers' instincts. Perhaps. Let's see if this is consistent. But he's got it there at least. He's got something. We've got a reference point. And I think that he can build on from this, man. I really hope so, bro. Because I was running my mouth last year, bro. I was running my mouth. I never called him generational. I think those people that call him generational, that man was smoking from from young. But, I mean, hey, man. I was throwing a few disses out to Saka. Saka's come back. He's just patterned it. He's been way better this year. I'm going to say, this is what I'm going to say. I mean, I don't like to get into the youngster debate and whatever, it. But what I would say, last year, Greenwood was better than Saka. 10 league goals, I think 18 all-comps, he was better, right? So United fans are obviously going to run their mouth about him being better. This year, Saka's been way better, way better. Saka looks like a star. I can't hate on the kid. He's just, bruv, when I watch him, it's just a bundle of joy, bruv. Just made me happy, made me smile. So I ain't going to hate on him. He's been way better than Greenwood this year. But... He's been better this year. Greenwood was better last year. Next year, let's see who kicks on, innit? I'm going to have to concede that Saka's better right now, innit? But next year, i just got to hope that Greenwood comes and he's, he comes correct and he's patterned and he's scoring. The general plays, they just gets it all together. I think he will p- put it all together. Maybe not next year. I think he will succeed at United, man. I think he will succeed. But he's a young kid, man. I think people got to remember he's only 19... I think when you set the standards so high in your first season, like it's hard to maintain that in it. But I think you'll get there eventually. I, I do think you'll get there eventually. Um, other comments on the game. I mean, i got to shout out Brighton, man. I'm a big fan of Potter and what Potter is doing. He's showing that if you don't need to have a world XI to play good football. You don't need world-class players in every position. You don't need 50 million players in every position to play good football. And this is what I'm saying about Oli, man listen i'm unique in that i don't rate a lot of the players but i don't rate ollie either i feel like people get caught up they say like oh if you don't rate ollie then you have to rate the players or oh, if you rate ollie then you don't rate the players yeah you know i mean like come on man. let's call a spade a spade we got hella scrubs but ollie i don't think he's that guy I can appreciate that we've kind of improved since Mourinho was here. I'll hold my hands up, I'll say, yeah, we're better. I say, we look, we're look, we looking upwards, right? I don't think that we're super close. Well, we're not close to a title. We need a few windows. We need outgoings and incomings. And we're dealing with big boy rivals. I'm talking City, Madrid, like itching for Haaland's signature, these kind of players, you know what I mean? So, I mean, will we get there? God knows, man. But Oli's laid the foundations. i got to respect what he's done. He's taken us to a point where I can see the finishing line in the distance. Is he the guy to take us there? I don't think so. If you think so, that's fair enough. I mean, I don't think that there's many great managers on the market right now. So I feel like we kind of missed our chance. And I'm going to say stuff like Poch and Tuchel, cool, But Poch, he's looking like a bit of a Fugazi at PSG. Tuchel, cool. question marks about him, man management... You know, style of play. But, I mean, I did have those two over Oli. And I do believe they are two better coaches than Oli. But when I look at the market now, what, Allegri? Not for me, man. I'm not on that. Um, Conte? No, thanks. Nagelsmann? Yeah, I mean, I would um, if you're saying to me today, hey, Nagelsmann, take it or leave it, might I take that. Might I take Nagelsmann. But I don't think, like, oh... He's the guy, he's going to take us to the top. I'm not thinking like that. I still got my doubts about him. But the way he outclassed Oli in that um, Champions League tie, the 3-2 that sent them through and sent us out in embarrassing fashion, I was very impressed with him. I think he had his game plan and he planned it from the start. But, oh man, I'm going off topic, I'm going off topic. Let me talk about the game. I think what my takeaway from that game, we are a team that gets it done. We, we get over the line, individual brilliance or not, whatever you want to talk about that. I think it's pretty clear that we are a moments team. We play bad for 70 minutes and then Bruno will pull something out the hat and then maybe rush for to get something or we'll get a slice of luck like we did with the Pogba scuff. But clearly, man, come on, man, I feel like that win papers over cracks, it leaves more questions than answers. I mean, okay, cool. Mentality coming back from 1 0 down. All right, cool. I hear that But We're at home to Brighton We shouldn't be one nil down We started well as well Their goal It was kind of against the run of play And then from then everything went down And then they started playing out the back Looking like bloody Barca and all that Lallana, Cruyff turns Looking like Iniesta I've been rating him his whole career What a player by the way But I mean Like he's 36 playing in a pivot For Brighton And we got him doing Cruyff turns And all these fancy touches and that Like come on man <laughs> This is, this is Old Trafford, you know what I'm saying? Um, shout out, Fred. I was actually planning on... I was going to grill you on the pod. But you played well, man. You played better than most players um, for United today. So I'm going to chill on you, no doubt. I'm going to probably drop a, a mistake in there next week against Granada or Spurs. And I'll have my little rant on him in it. But he got away with it this, this week. Um, De Gea, zero minutes. We love to see it. Um, Hendo though, man He's not convincing either Listen This is what I'm saying The squad We need a right back A keeper A centre back A DM A striker A right wing And man are going to come and tell me that we're close Man are going to come and flaunt that second position It's a fugazi Don't believe it, man It's a fugazi, bruv We're just the best loser right now And Chelsea will retool Spurs Hey, man If they get Mourinho out Make a couple moves. They might be back. Arsenal, let's see what Arsenal do. But we can't just rest on our loads. We are chasing City. The gap is like 17 points, man. It's not good enough. We need to get to that level. And I'm going to talk about transfers later in the pod. I've been rambling a bit. I'm going to go to the next segment now. Um, I'm going to talk about the Champions League predictions for this this week. Some bloody corkers. Some Serious football fixtures. I'm excited to predict them. So I'm going to get onto that bit now. Alright, I'm back. Not going to lie, I had to go smoke quickly, innit? You lot got to bear with me, man. I'm new to this shit. But boy, man. I couldn't do that whole... That thing, 30 minutes, one take. That was tough, man. But I'm back, I'm back. Now I'm going to go through the Champions League fixtures for this week. And I'm going to give you some predictions. Um, Tuesday... Got Real Madrid versus Liverpool. I actually think this is the most exciting tie of um, the quarterfinals. I mean, I know PSG, Bayern Munich, that stands out. Even City, Dortmund, that would be a nice one. I know, like, hipsters is going to love that one. But Madrid, Liverpool, I feel like two heavyweights. You know, they got pedigree in this competition, man. Liverpool, even though, you know, we, I've been speaking about them in the league. I still got them right up there. Um... As one of the favourites for this competition, man, I think they really suit this competition. Uh, Madrid, Madrid have fallen off in it since Ronaldo left. I'm not gonna say it's just because of Ronaldo; a couple of things. But nowadays, when you see a Madrid front three, like it's like some Vinicius, Asensio stuff. Come on, we're talking about Los Blancos, Galacticos. They need to go hard in summer. Mbappe, Haaland, one of them, cause that front three—this Benzema carrying, Asensio, Rodrigo—these, that's not Madrid. That's not Madrid. That's like Real Valladolid, some one of them teams, yeah. But I mean, you gotta respect them still. C- Tony Cruz, I'm a big fan, man. Listen, this is one of the best midfielders ever. Just drink it in, watch him, appreciate a minute. I know, man, like to run agenda on him. Listen. Appreciate him And just watch him Enjoy him While he's still here He's one of the best midfielders The game's ever seen And Benzema That's my guy From time I know You know Man want to talk about The five Goal season And that He's come back He's bounced back um, I think it's three Twenty plus goal seasons now He's the guy He's the man He steps up for Madrid Week in week out And he's a He's a player man He Listen man Man could talk about Benzema All bloody day And it. man got to just move on but oof, predictions for this game this is a tough one man because I love Madrid I love Benzema, I love Cruz but no Ramos and Liverpool just the way Liverpool play man I feel like when Liverpool play non-premier league teams you can see the difference you can tell that the non-prem teams don't play teams like this very often, you know, the intensity, the Gen press, whatever you want to call it, Gegen Press, but I don't even know how to pronounce that shit, but you know, Salah, Mane, Jota, what we've been talking about earlier. I think I might have to give it to Liverpool, man. I'm not sure if they'll win at Madrid. But Anfield, I know they ain't got the atmosphere and that Klopp just lost his number one tactic and whatnot, but um I think I'll give Liverpool the edge. I'll go with Liverpool. I think I think they're a better team than Madrid, man. I'll be honest. I know, listen, they're fifth, whatever, in the Premier. I don't even know where they are, like sixth, seventh. I think they're a better team than Madrid. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I'm not gonna lie, but I'm gonna give it to Liverpool. I'm gonna give it to Liverpool. Um, next game, City Dortmund. This is gonna be a good game. I'm expecting goals. Haaland, Listen, people are talking about Norway with no Sancho. He's looking a bit shoddy. Looking like. Bit of a fugazi. I'm not. I'm not buying that. I think he's the real deal. I think he's the guy. I think he showed that. I think he answered all those questions when he played PSG last year, and he was just banging it top bins. First leg, he was doing his thing. They fell off in the second leg a little bit, but I think the whole Dortmund team choked. To be honest, um, I think Hala's the real deal, man. Is he gonna score against Diaz and Stones, boy, Who really be scoring against Ruben Diaz nowadays? No one really be scoring against Ruben Diaz nowadays. Listen, that guy is unreal. Stones as well, got to give him his flowers. He's been great. Listen, City, man, I don't even want to talk about it, man. City are just amazing. I think City are comfortably going through this tie. Um, I think Dortmund might get, get some goals, but I can't see them beating City across either leg. I think City will win both legs. I think it'll be entertaining. It'll be open game. It'll be exciting. But I'm going to have to give it to City, man. And i got City right up there. Above Liverpool, probably for um, the Champions League, you know. But the thing about City is there's always that question mark in it. There's always that question mark in the Champions League when it gets to this kind of time, quarterfinals. I don't know what it is, but they always just blow it. That Leon choke class last season. I still need an explanation. Sterling, man. Five yards. Tap in. And he guided it. Oh, man. De Bruyne are... Uh, the Bruyne is class, is it? I think, I think he'll get it right this this time. I think he's going to play against a Bundesliga defence. A team that's struggling. Dortmund are struggling. I think this time he arrives on the Champions League scene for City. I know he done this thing against PSG in his first season. But I think this season he takes them semi's final... If he produces in the final, that's another question. But I think, I, I can't see them choking again this year. I mean, once again, I hope I'm wrong, man. But I think City will be too good for um, Dortmund. Don't even know if Sancho's back for that one. I hope so. That would be nice, a little revenge game or something. But, nah, man, City comfortably, man. Um, Porto against Chelsea. Damn. Right, we got bare Prem teams, and I didn't even realise and United are playing in Europa against Grenada. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, bro. Oli, Oli, Oli. Oh, my days. Nah. Porto, Chelsea. All right, listen. You know, you, you man know me, Ronaldo. That's my dog. So I watch both legs. Porto are not scrubs. Porto are not pushovers. Underrate Porto are your own peril. Um, you there are pretty shit, I'm not going to lie. Pretty garbage. Um, Even when the tie was first announced, I didn't think, oh, Juve are cruising, bruv. Juve... God knows what's going on over there, innit? Lots of stuff's going wrong there. But Porto, it wasn't just because Juve were bad that Porto got through. Porto were resilient, you know? I feel like you always get these teams in tournaments. Not just the Champions League, I just feel like you always get these teams that, man for man, they're clearly not as good as the rest of the competition. But they've got that cohesiveness. They're a team. They've got that, you know, low block, deep block, whatever you want to call it. They've got that nitty-gritty defender in Pepe. They've got a talisman. They've got Oliveira. I'm a big fan of Oliveira, man. Like, I, I keep up with these Portuguese players, man. Hopefully, the Euros, man, we get, that, we get that title. But Oliveira, he is a player. He reminds me a lot about Bruno. Not just saying because he's Portuguese and that. But, you know, midfielder gets a lot of goals. All action. He's... Actually, I would say probably more polished than Bruno. um, Doesn't give the balls away as much. But Bruno's got that, you know. Bruno, he's got that kind of thing in the final third. You know, you feel like eventually he'll pull something off. I mean, Bruno's definitely better. But Oliveira, he is is a great player. He scored that free kick, banged it from like 35 yards at the Juventus Stadium to send Porto through. I know he's actually um, uh, suspended for the first leg. But if Porto can get a, a clean sheet in that first leg, then it'll be interesting. I've got Chelsea going through. I think Chelsea, I've got respect what they did against Atleti. Um, like, clean sheet both games. Um, Mount, I think in the first leg, he was exceptional. In the second leg, the front three, you know, these guys that we're talking about, as big flops. And I still maintain that they are flops so far. Ziyech. Verna Havertz, but they all combined for that important goal. The Champions League, you know, front of position. It feels like they just feel more comfortable there. I think ZX, um, he was decent in the um, in the group stage. Verna, I mean, he always racks up these like penalties, one assists, goals, pen goals, whatever. He's uh, done that quite a lot in the uh, Champions League, in the group stage. Havertz, I don't know about Havertz, Havertz. I feel like he turned the corner in that Everton game, right? It's not like he didn't even get a goal. He got, I think, got a goal. But he 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 showed something. He showed me something in that game. But since then, it's been a bit, meh, like, a bit of a stagnation. I feel like, you know, international break, whatever. Things have happened there. I think he scored an international break. Like, he's got quality in it. For me, it's an intensity thing. I think he's just not adapted to the Prem. His body is not ready for the Prem. I think, but when you look at a player, I think... It's good when you can say he's got disability. <laughs> sounds like I said, disability. He's got good ability. But he's just missing a few tangibles like, you know, um desire, um intensity. Those things you can you can get those things in the player, you know, the right coach will motivate him. So I think long term he'll be alright. But I think they will be too good for Porto across both legs. It might be narrow. But I'm a, I'm gonna give it to Chelsea, man. I think I think most people have got Chelsea there. I know their fans were going crazy when the draw was announced. I mean, you would, wouldn't you? Porter in the quarterfinals. Like, Bloody hell, man. Them, man, are living good. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're playing Tingus Pingus in the bloody Europa, bro. But, um, final, um, game. Buying PSG. This is a big fixture. This is a standout fixture. I think that PSG, they can get their revenge. Listen, me, I'm a big name, my friend. That's my dog. Um,. Mbappé, that's my guy as well. Not so much, but I'm, I'm fucking with Mbappé. In the new era, that's my guy for sure. But they choked um, last year in the final. They choked, right? Mbappé especially, man. Big chances, man. I still can't believe it. Just, oh, man, that image, that screenshot of the first miss. I just got that in my head. What could have been, bruv? But um, they got a chance to... Make amends this year against the same opposition. Bayern, who I think have got worse. I think you know Thiago has struggled in the Premier League a bit, but he did add a lot in in Bayern's team in the first phase. Dy- dynamism, bit of like unpredictability. Um, so I think that they have gotten worse. Not just that, I think that they concede a lot. They leak goals at the back. I don't think that defensively strong. I don't think that they get tested week in week out. I think they have the luxury of playing against some pretty dire teams, some bang average teams, some bad teams, week in, week out. Lewandowski's stat pad says, you know, I'm not even going to get into that. Um, he's injured even for the, for the games. But I don't know, man. It's a close one to a call because I feel like when you look at who's that kind of player that can just go bang, do a madness just in a flash. In that tie, I'm saying Neymar and Mbappe. I've got them as the top two across both teams. That player that's just going to go create something out of nothing. Take the game by the scruff of the neck. But Bayern have got players capable of that. Gnabry. Mm, looking like a bit of a fugazi this year. But you've got to respect what he did in the bubble last year. Champions League, same competition. Um, Koman Sane. Coleman, he done it in the final, so I've got to respect that, and I think he's been way better this year, way better, I've not been a fan, I'm not a fan of him, really, but he's up to his level this year, and I think Sané coming in probably made him know that he has to up it, and he, he, especially at the start of the season, when I was watching Bayern a bit more, he was going crazy, man, I think against Atletico, first game of the um, Champions League group stage, he was going crazy, so I've got to respect that. But I'm not putting him over Mbappe or Neymar as a game-changer, right? I think Poch, there's more questions than answers right now. During his reign at PSG, looks like he's going to throw the league. They just lost to Leo at home in a massive title game. That's just not a good look, man. Poch going there, man. Poch going there, looking like it's going to be calm. He gets to get that cheeky trophy, that he, that, that elusive trophy. Um, that, that he's not been able to get that league title that he got so close with Spurs. You'd think that, our oh, PSG, it's a walk in the park. And now it's looking like Leo are going to grab that. Leo looking better than PSG, if we're being honest. Um, outplayed them, um, on the weekend. Got the three points. That's massive. The confidence they must just build on from there. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a good finish to the season. Um... So I'm looking at their midfield. I think Variety got COVID again. I think he's clearly their best um, midfielder. Well, just their best non Mbappe, Neymar player anyway. Uh, Paredes, Gay against Bayern. I'm thinking Goretzka, Kimmich. Man, like just now, like I can't even give you an answer, man. Um, I'm gonna go PSG. I'm gonna go PSG. Because I got faith in Neymar, I got faith in Mbappe. This time, I think that they'll rectify what they did wrong in the final last year. I think Lewandowski, whatever in it, like you know, I say whatever about Lewandowski that Kane's better and whatnot. He's not like one of the best strikers ever. I still believe that, and I'll never not believe that. Um, But he is clearly a big part of Bayern's machine, and he does get their goals. And I think Chupa from Lewandowski to Chupa that is a crazy, crazy downgrade, isn't it? And I think that might cost him. Because who else in that squad? Muller. Yeah, okay, I'll give you Muller. But the wingers... Gnabry, I'm not trusting Gnabry this season that he's had. I don't trust Sané or Komen, even though he did score in the final, as reliable goal scorers. So I'm going to go... I'm going to go PSG, man. I hope I'm right. But PSG, man... I mean, if, if come two weeks' time... Bayern have Comfortably beaten PSG They've gone through To the semis I would not be surprised Same way Because PSG In this competition They always seem to Come up short But I hope not man Oh, I feel like I should Add a little bit more onto it I'm going to say Who's going to be The top scorer In this round In the quarterfinals Across both legs Um Let me just Remind myself Ooh I'm going to go With Jota I think Jota will manage to score. He's just that player, isn't it? This is what I mean. Like, he's gone from like Wolves. Oh yeah, he's a decent player. Yeah, he's a prem player. To like me confidently backing him as being the top scorer in the Champions League quarterfinals round. Like, I genuinely believe that. You know, his his level has just gone crazy. He's just got that inevitability about him. I think he just always looks like scoring. It's not a fluke. It's not like a purple patch. You know, he's been injured. He's come back and he's still scoring. I'm going to say Jota I'm going to give him a top score. Top scorer um, I mean obviously I hope that Madrid beat him But I'm going to go with that Okay calm Last segment of the pod The Q&A Once again thank you for all your questions And if you're still listening Thank you for tuning in to my uh, first episode man Just thank you so much for the, all the support But I know this shit ain't perfect You guys got to DM me man You got to message me You got to tell me what I can do better you know, if the voice is too monotone, too quiet, too loud, anything, man, just let me know. And um, alright, cool, man. Got like over sixty questions, man. It's crazy, but um, I seen a question here. I like this one. Does Pogba still have a future at United? From Baby Keith. Shout out, Baby Keith. Um, Pogba has a future at United if he wants it. No doubt. Listen, we're not gonna get a better midfielder than Pogba, in. If he does go, whoever we replace him with will be worse, no doubt. Pogba is a one-of-a-kind player. He's had issues at, since he's been at United. Um, it's not quite happened the way we thought it would. I think when he signed and Mourinho was there, we kind of thought, bang, Prem, no doubt. Uh, like, proper team, we're back, you know, United, big names and that. It didn't turn out it wasn't a to be. I think he was penalised a lot in his first year but I actually think that was probably his best year all round at United then he started dabbling in the stat padded and a couple pens in there um, scoring lots of goals purple patch and whatever when uh, Oli first came and people were saying that he's arrived whatever even though I would say he was probably playing at that level or better the season before but Oli's definitely helped him Unlock new parts of his game I think uh, last year was just a bit of a write-off Because he was injured And I think this season when he was in that title form When we won the league in January (laughs) He was unreal I had to hold my hands up I was dissing him when he had COVID He was looking like the worst player in the world Like someone like Shelby was looking better than him But then he came back Played at an unreal level He's just come back He's not had the best game today But he's got an assist Let's see where it goes but, future at United, I think, yeah, but I think he wants to leave. I do think he wants to leave, um, whether he believes in the project or not. I don't know if he just wants something new, but I think there's too many rumours, too much rumbling from Raiola, from that camp, for there not to be legs to the story. I think they're saying that he wants to go to Uv. I think that would be stupid of him to go to Uv. I think United are a better team than Uv and have a better project. I don't think Madrid are in for him. He's not going to go to PSG, I don't think. So, I don't really see the market for him. I think United are one of the most attractive pro- uh, projects in Europe right now. I know people might disagree, but I think like we've got a good young core. Obviously, we've got fucking big bucks. So, if we, I mean, if we recruit properly, I think that it's looking exciting for United at the time. So, I think he should stay. I think him and Declan Bryce could be the best pivot in the league I think that's a title winning pivot you know let's not take the manager into account I think that is a title winning pivot do I think Pogba leaves no I don't think he leaves not because he wants to stay but because no one's gonna buy him (laughs) to be honest and he's gonna have to live with it I think but I think he'll come around and he'll be he'll buy in next year and we'll go again Um, cool next question Oh, it's like a clear of Greenwood, these Arsenal awesome fans, bro. This year, yeah, man, no doubt, no doubt. I already spoke about that. Um, thoughts on Pulisic's dip in form this year, temporary or is this his level by my boy Samit. Um, that had me on the pod, thanks again for that, bro. Um, Alright, I don't think Pulisic is as bad as he's been this year. But I don't think he's as good as he was in lockdown. I think lockdown was a bit of a fugazi. I think he tricked a lot of us into thinking he's going to explode crazy central level kind of talent. Like, one of the best wingers in the league. He's definitely not been that level this year. He's been poor. Poor. I think he's got, like, two league goals. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. Um, But he strikes me as a player, you know, I feel like his confidence is low, but I think he's one of those kind of players. He plays with tenacity, takes the game to the opponent, I think he'll be back. Do I think that that lockdown period is a reflection of him as a player? No, I don't think so. I don't know what it was with the bubble, but it seems like everyone's having their best, the time of their lives in there. It was crazy, but but, um, I think that he has potential to be a 10 Premier League goal uh, consistently winger. Yeah, I don't think he's going to reach that level where We're saying he's one of the best wingers in the league Like top three I don't think so But you know what Football changes Next year he might come And just Blow everyone out of the water again Like he did in the bubble But Bubble But oh my days That's poor for me man But um Nah man He's not as bad as as he's been this year man I don't think this is going to be his level I think he'll be better than this I think he's going to get better I think all Chelsea's uh, New signings are going to get better man Um should United prioritise Sancho or Haaland? A few of you guys asked me this. But, um... My man, V I don't even know how to say your name, bro. Sorry, But, um... Alright, cool. Before the international break, I'm saying Haaland, 100%. But, obviously, I'm just... Ugh, me, I'm so reactive. Now that the Norway thing's happened, he's been having a few stinkers against Gibraltar, or Turkey and that. Now I'm thinking, ah... Uh, I don't know, man. I'm still saying Haaland because, I'm going to say it again, I said it on the Agenda podcast last week, but I think Haaland is going to be the best striker in the world for the next decade. I think he's going to tear up all the um, goal records in the Champions League. He's already doing it. I think if he comes to the Prem, he's not going to be a bust. I think he's going to be a 20-league goal scorer. So I'm going to say Haaland, man. I think Haaland's level... At the moment is higher than Sancho's I think he's better than Sancho now And I think his ceiling Is higher than Sancho's as well So um I'm going to go Haaland Even though Sancho's a crazy baller And you know what United need Sancho's profile At the right wing More than we need a striker But I think Haaland You just don't miss out On a player like him Um, What's your favourite type of finish By my boy MK's Marcus Um Personally, my favourite type of finish is a disguised near post finish where you whip it, but it doesn't go like a finesse, or like a cross goal. You whip it and you bring it back in and it goes near post. I think the best example is Griezmann's goal at the Alliance against Bayern when he was at Atletico in 2016, when it was him 1v1 with Noya and he's just gone near post and he's just whipped it in there really quickly. Like That's my favourite kind of finish. I feel like it's kinda of rare. And um, Pereira did it this, this week as well and I thought, yeah man, I missed those. And you don't really see those often, man. So I'ma say that's my favourite finish in football. Um Baz, number one, uh England's best right back. Obviously I gotta say Iron one but no nah, I'm joking. Um it's Trent man. It's Trent. Listen, Reese James, I'm rating Reese James. I think he's a good player. I think he's got quality. I think he's well rounded. He's a bit a bit big, I don't know what that's about. Maybe it's just his build like on a Luke Shaw thing, but he's impressed me a lot. At the start of the year he was looking like one of the best right backs in the world. But I think still he's still young and he's still got some things to learn. Um but I think Trent you gotta respect what Trent's done past few years he was no doubt the best right back in the world at, at one point within this last two years um last year he was in mesmerizing form i think he's kind of changed the role of a fullback now i think he's getting like 10 plus uh, league assists which is crazy him and robertson i think robertson's actually better than trent but obviously that's not the question um so i'm gonna give it to trent man i know he's had a different form this year but i feel like he's been back to his best recently got that cracking assist for Jota On the weekend So I'm going to go Trent And I think He should start at the Euros Even though I understand why Someone might say Reach James instead Who even else is there England's right But listen is just not that level And I don't even want to talk about it Um Lamptey's good But I've, Nah man I think it's Trent And James at the top I'm going to go for Trent Because you know he's He's been doing it for a while Um Oh i see one That's too hard I don't even want to answer that I might avoid that You know Um why is tony cruz the best midfielder in the world i even got asked that he just is um thoughts on led and the possibility of his incorporation into the squad next season well this one for united fans ethan Led currently at mk dons i mean i'm gonna pretend that man's watching mk dons i'm not that jobless but He's a player i've seen him at youth levels i have seen snippets at mk dons he's a player he's exciting he believes in himself he's confident he's everything you want in a modern day footballer, especially in a modern day fullback he can get forward he's pacey he's got ability he loves a good dribble couple step overs got a good final ball i'm a big fan obviously he's young i'm gonna pretend he's ready but next year he should definitely be incorporated he needs to be training with the first team 100 percent um i think if we could get a A loan that's an upgrade from MK Don's now, maybe a championship, like top half championship team, Mm. then maybe I think he should go lower league. I mean, lower table Prem, definitely. I don't think that a team like that will come in for him though. But if not, he needs to be training with the first team and he needs to get some minutes. God forbid we're in Europa next year, but if we are, he needs to be getting some group stage minutes. But Carabao, yep, nah, definitely, man. I'm a big fan of him. I'm excited to see what he's got in his locker in the future. Um. Can you see United ever winning a league under Oli by my boy, UCL winners? <laughs> These Liverpool fans, man. Um. No. To put, it, <laughs> to put it simply, no. I think he's a decent coach. I think he's a good man-manager. I think he gets the best out of players, but I think tactically he's still not in the upper echelon of um, managers and the big thing going against Oli is he's up against Klopp and Pep two managers that are just so much better than him I mean like I'm not even gonna penalise Oli for not being as good as Pep or Klopp like there's barely any managers that are at that level right and he's playing with a squad that's probably worse I would say the worst squad out of the three teams um if we, I mean, I know that's not really the question. Like, we could add to it, we could buy loads of great players, but I mean, I want to be realistic. Knowing United will probably end up with, like, bloody like Danny Yings or something. I mean, our ratings, but worse than that, bro, we'll probably end up, God knows who, from Andre Silva, bro, or someone like that in the summer instead of Helen and Sancho in it. But, nah, I can't see us winning the league under Oli. Nah, and you know what? This isn't even agenda or hate. Like, I, don't, I feel like. To win the league, it's a big deal, isn't it, for a manager? I feel like you have to be a serious manager to win. To win the league, like tactically flexible, you got to be able to do a lot of things. And I feel like Oli is a good coach, at, in some aspects, but I think he's flawed. I can't see us doing better than City or um, Liverpool with Pep and Klopp. Nah, no way. All right, what other one I got? Ooh, there's a few good ones here. All right, let me hurry up, let me hurry up. Ooh, what do you like? What's the most important attribute in a CM? My boy Ghost1Ace asked that most important attribute in a CM. I mean, I've played football at a decent level, innit? Um, I used to play center mid when I was younger, and I, like, went a bit more forward, like, became a winger and a striker and stuff. But I played, like, holding CM when I was a U, like, for my district and shit couple trials at prem clubs and that whatever and um i think actually it's gonna sound like the monkey reading book meme but the most important attribute for center mid is awareness i think i think um if you if you're checking your shoulders constantly on the move your head spinning and that you know what's around you more often than not you'll be secure in possession you'll be confident because you'll know what's happening and you'll see the picture so you can play that pass before people see it um, I think that's important. I think it's important to keep the ball in the middle of the park and awareness obviously allows you to do that. I would say something like, you know, passing and that, but I just feel like that's so vague. So I thought I'd give you one bit outside the box. And I think, like, you know, you look at the best players, like, obviously, I'm talking about Cruz in the pod. He's I think he's the best, the best midfielder in the world, centre midfielder. Um, I think he's one of the best of all time, like, top five. And it's like he's always got a million seconds on the ball. Every time he's got the ball, he's not in a rush. He plays at his own pace. That's because he knows what's going on around him. He knows that he's got time to take this tu- this many touches or if he has to do it in one, he barely ever loses the ball. Um, and I think he's a great example of um, why awareness is so important. Uh, let me give you guys one more. Go on then. Euro's prediction. A couple of you lot have asked me that. Euro's prediction. Alright, um, I predict France to win it, just because their squad is just so stacked, right? And Deschamps is a coach that gets the job done. And you know what, international football, it's not about pr- being pretty, it's about being the best team, right? And getting the job done, and I think they'll do that. I think they did that against, um, well, in the World Cup in 2018. I don't think that they were very spectacular. Um, I wasn't convinced completely by the team selections. I'm still not, but i got to respect it. Deschamps did what he had to do. I think they were very good against Belgium when it mattered. That was a good, solid performance all round. Um, and I think that they'll, they'll do it again. I think they're going to run it back and win the Euros, but I don't think that they're going to be very easy to watch I don't think that they're gonna you know get us off our seats and shit I think they're just gonna kind of go about their business and just get it done I want to say Portugal obviously I need that ammo for the GOAT debate Ronaldo fans we're we're down bad right now let's not lie a Euros world that's doing a lot for the legacy God willing man but I just don't think Portugal are ready I don't think this group of players ready Um, I don't rate the manager too crazy Fernando Santos Um, I think He's a bit He's not I don't think he's the right coach For this group of players Let me say But he's still a good coach Um, I feel like He doesn't know his best 11 yet And that's fair enough There's so many up and coming Portuguese players So many great players All in similar positions Um, I I feel like The tournament's just come a bit too early for them Um, I think they'd have a better chance of winning the World Cup the year after. I think they need experience as a unit because I know they won it four years ago, but it was basically a completely different team. I think this will be good to see where they're at, and I think World Cup, we go again. So, yeah. Um Yeah, man, thanks for the questions again. I right, can't, that concludes the pod. This is crazy, man. I really did this shit. Um, I really hope you guys like uh, liked it. If you're still here, um thank you for tuning in, man. I really appreciate it. And, I mean, I'm not silly. I know that this shit weren't perfect. You guys got to let me know, man. Let me know. Hit me up in the DMs where I can do better. Um, If you enjoyed it, if it made you laugh or, you know, like, gave you a different insight on some football ideas. Um, Just let me know, man. And um, see you guys next week.